Hey, everybody. This is Patrick, the Chief Monkey and founder of Wall Street Oasis. Just wanted to first off say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Second, wanted to make sure for any of you in the market for financial modeling training, remind you that Wall Street Oasis does have some incredible financial modeling training courses, including Excel modeling, financial statement through, you know, linking up the three statements, DCF, valuation, M&A, LBO, um, even more niche courses like 13-week cash flow, venture capital course, real estate modeling, you name it. Go ahead and check them out at wallstreetoasis.com slash courses. Thanks for the support. Wouldn't it be cool if there was a Netflix for finance? Well, there is. It's called Real Vision, and it gives you unprecedented access to some of the most respected names in finance. Watch interviews with legends like Kyle Bass, Jeff Gunlock, Stanley Drunkenmiller, and many, many more. If you want to be part of the Real Vision revolution, visit realvision.com slash WSO. Hello and welcome, everyone. I'm Alex Grodnick, and this is Moving Up, a podcast about secrets to success, struggles along the way, and life in general. We're talking with Dale Goldbello today. Dale is my first movie star guest. He's done a ton of stuff. Most recently, he plays one of O.J. Simpson's lawyers on American Crime Story. He's part of the Dream Team. I loved that show. Dale tells us how he became an actor. Surprisingly, it takes hard work and networking and is not that different from breaking into management consulting or investment banking. Now, he's on an entrepreneurial journey. Also, we talk about the importance of giving back. Before we do all that, let me tell you, make the investment. Check out the career courses at Wall Street Oasis. You will not regret it. The material is best of class, and they have a money-back guarantee. So stop procrastinating and take the steps to get your dream job. Okay, Dale Godbaldo. Very interesting last name. It took me three times of practicing that, but welcome to the podcast. <laughs> hey, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, you know, usually I sit down with someone and I say, okay, you got your career started in investment banking or management consulting. Dale, you have a little bit different story. Yeah. You started your career at the Mickey Mouse Club. I did. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, you know, 25 years ago, I was a... Let's see, 15-year-old uh, aspiring actor out of Dallas, Texas. And uh, the Mickey Mouse Club was, you know, looking for new Mouseketeers. And uh, they had a big, you know, American Idol-like talent search around the country. I think something like 20,000, 30,000 kids uh, stopped in Dallas. We heard it on the radio. Uh, my mom said, you want to go in? I said, yeah, sure. And, uh, you know, went in. And I think I was the only one they plucked out of Dallas on that round. And then uh, came to Los Angeles for you know, three-day callback camp, so to speak, audition camp. And, uh, you know, it was one of 18 kids uh, that started season four. So it was their season four, five, six, and seven. Awesome. You know, I always ask people, like, oh, can you point to a certain instance in your career? Because careers are so up and down and yeah. left and right. But looking back now, can you point to something in your career that was like a jumping-off point? Was this it for you? Uh, yeah, and, and it, you know, I'd been around for two or three years before that working uh, locally and done a couple things. Uh, that was definitely uh, a jump-off point, and it'd be hard to not uh, recognize that because it was one of those opportunities that were so unique in that you had all of these kids from all over the country, um, all like-minded in terms of feeling like black sheep 
in their own communities because they're artists and they're always a little different. Uh, but we all came together and we all had this sort of common understanding, you know, between us. And then we had this sort of sustained institutional support from Disney um, that helped us with uh, our own passions and what we wanted to do in art, but as well the education we received. Um, you know, we had to make straight A's or we would be fired. And so we had tutoring and we had, I think, some of the best, uh, I, I think we had one of the finest educations uh, uh, possible for, for a young person. Uh, and that was due to Disney's uh, focus on that. So, I mean, it really set the stage for me to, to move on and do everything that I'm doing. And it's even why I launched uh, my first foundation almost 20 years later. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's good to hear that you were working before this because, you know, people think, oh, I see someone and they launch some video on YouTube and, like, they're an overnight success and they're making lots of money. There's no such thing in life, right? No, no, there's no, no it doesn't. <laughs> That's hilarious to me, yeah. I mean, most recently, uh, I was on the People v. O.J. Simpson. Yeah. I played uh, Carl Douglas on uh, on that series. And, uh, one of the dream team lawyers. Uh, one of the dream team lawyers. And uh, a lot of people thought that was just overnight. You know, Dale got overnight on the, you know, the, the, the biggest show on television. I'm like, man, this is 20 years. What are you talking yeah. about? 20 years. 25 years now yeah, I I've think, been in this uh, game. John Lennon said it took us a lifetime to become an overnight success. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, how long were the Beatles around? They were around years before they hit, Yeah, you know? And that's just how anything goes. I mean, there's no. there's there's no easy path to there's no, no there's no shortcuts in life. It's no, all hard not. work. It is. So you said you were on seasons four, five, six, seven. You know, people that work in investment banking, you know, they go to business school. They have like their their class of people, and they kind of rise up the ranks with them. I mean, do you still keep in touch with some of these people? Of course, yeah. Um, you know, just saw Justin Timberlake not too long ago. Um, and, you know, Nikki Deloche is still a good friend of mine. She's on that uh, MTV show, Awkward. Uh, I used to be roommates with J.C. Chazay from NSYNC. And, yeah, a lot of us are, are, are still very friendly and, and, and keep in touch. Um, and, you know, look, the, the, the thing about it is it's, it's like high school or your college frat, really. I mean, no matter how old we get or how far away it was, there's a bond that we all share that's very unique. And, um, you know, these some of these kids that are a little younger than me, like Justin and Ryan, you know, even if we don't talk, I still they're like my little brothers. You know, if they need anything, I'm there. You know, if I've ever needed anything, they've been there. So it's that kind of, I think that kind of bond that's uh, it's pretty special. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so you're you kind of got your career started now. Uh, what are your aspirations? What are you thinking as you're coming out of this? Like, what what are you trying to do? Um, well, I've been spending the last uh, really six, seven years focused on investments. Um, you know, as, a, as an entrepreneur, um, that passion started in the Mickey Mouse Club, you know, where they were letting me as a kid, you know, write and produce the theme song, which, you know, I, we were able to do. I was producing and writing some of the, you know, sketches and, and some of the content that we were doing there um, with their guidance, of course. But in the years right after that, at the ages of like 18 to 19 years old, I started a music management company and uh, later launched a record label. And that was supported by J.C. Chazay and, and Justin Timberlake and um, um, a, a lot of really interesting people. Warner Brothers was our distributor. And so there was always this passion uh, to not only be in front of the camera but behind the camera. And I put a lot of my own money into, into um, what I call my education. Made a lot of mistakes, uh, but also had some successes. And um, that passion has continued to grow. So really what my focus is right now is I partnered with um, 
uh, a firm called Cherokee Investment Partners uh, that's primarily focused in um, green investments. Um, but I convinced them to give me a little bit of money for entertainment. So uh, they're a $2 billion fund, and um, they've sort of served as uh, advisors and joint venture partners in, in some of my entertainment endeavors. And so uh, uh, right now I'm focused on really expanding that relationship. We're making some investments in some great media projects. Uh, for instance, we're partnered with the creators of the Final Destination franchise, and we're launching a new franchise from him. Uh, we're in production actually right now with Lionsgate. So, um, you know, I'm enjoying that, working behind the camera in media, in finance, uh, and uh, uh, partnering that up wherever I can with my nonprofit work, which is my true passion. Yeah. And, and we'll get into that in a second here. I've got a few more questions before sure. we do. So it's funny, you know, my world on the business side, all we're doing is thinking about numbers and go-to-market strategies and business plans all day long. And this podcast mm. is a creative outlet for me. Everyone's looking for their creative outlet. That's right. You are a creative guy. You come from the creative side and like you're thinking, oh, I want to express my business outlook. I want to, I want it. So it's, it's like the grass is always greener kind of thing. It is. It's always greener. It's interesting. I would be, I would literally be on set in my dressing room on a, on a series, right? And I would have to set up, I would set up my office in my dressing room and in between takes and in between scenes, I'm on the phone fundraising or, or, you know, starting a company, whether it be in tech or, or real estate. Um, I love that muscle. I love it equally. Um, over the last couple of years, I found a way to sort of merge those so that, you know, y your, your efforts are in alignment, you know? So if I can, if I could f always, it, my goal was to always find ways to bridge my art and my business so that they're not two separate efforts. And that's sort of what I've been focusing on now just in the last few years with, with media investments in business. That's, that's really great to, to hear. So, Let's get into some of the philanthropic stuff. Ah, right on. All right, this is this is the passion now. So tell us tell us uh, how it's going. Ah, fantastic. Um, you know, we in 2014, uh, Presidents Bill Clinton and George W. Bush helped me launch an initiative called Project Now, and Project Now uh, rapidly addresses the educational needs of at-risk youth in America, right? We take kids that are reading anywhere from two to three grade levels behind. We run them through a very specific program, and we get them on grade level reading within 12 weeks. And that's what we say now, stressing the urgency, taking action right away to change the trajectory of these kids' lives. And then when they get a little bit older, uh, we give them um, entrepreneurship training so that they can make investments in their own communities and uh, hopefully break generational cycles of poverty and, and uh, in some cases, incarceration. Matter of fact, um, with the children that we work with, um, every one of them has at least one parent that's incarcerated. So the support, the, the support at home is challenging, you know? So that's what we do. We get in there with mentorship as well as literacy programs and uh, help them dream big. You know, so that's my primary uh, focus. And we, you know, we, we did our first uh, fundraiser uh, several years ago with George W. Bush. Uh, he came out and helped us, helped us raise some money to get going. And then our most recent fundraiser was the City Gala. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were able to raise, um, over the course of the whole year and through some of the support 
because of some of the support the city gala gave us uh this year we raised about one and a half million dollars for our initiatives that's so incredible I'm very excited about that yeah and so dale as i mean we've been talking for 10 minutes now the main thing i'm taking away from this is that you're a doer you have you i mean you're just not taking no you're mm-hmm. you're you got your hands in business and acting and philanthropy and investing. What do you think it is that, you know, allows you to just every day wake up and put one foot in front of the other? Like what is that inside of you that's telling you to just forward? <laughs> it's funny. I, uh, I don't know any other way to be. And I think if I knew what it was, uh, I would write a book about it. Uh, but to me, you've got, you know, one time on this planet. That's debatable depending on who you're talking to. But from my perspective, I got one time here on this planet, and I want to make every day count. Um, you know, and sometimes things are difficult. But you know, I remember something really simple my dad said to me when I was a kid. I, it just stuck with me, and it's really simple. But he said, look, kid, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, and for whatever reason, that really stuck with me. Just this idea that it's it's not supposed to be easy. You know, life is not necessarily easy, uh, but that's okay. You know, you make a mistake. You know, oops, try something different. You know, um, so you know, I think for me, just uh, the mentorship of my mom and dad, um, um, the mentorship that I had in Disney, really as well, um, really laid a foundation uh, for me that I think uh, that I draw on even to this day, you know. So you've got this work ethic, but, you know, that's not really enough at all when you're trying to break into becoming, you know, a famous actor in Hollywood. Like no. that's, it's, I mean, the statistics are got to be like one of the hardest things to do. So do you have, yeah. I mean, what do you, what do you think it was that was, that uh, set you apart? Um, uh, probably the, the, the work ethic. Yeah. I'll tell you this. Um, I've known many, 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 many people that came out to L.A. and said, this fundamental thing. Yeah, I'm going to give it a year or two, see how it goes. And that is just fundamentally wrong. Yeah, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. And that's why they all went home. Um, I went in very early saying, okay, this is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. You know? And it's the journey. Um, I love doing this. I get up every day and I love what I do. So, of course, you set your daily goals, your weekly goals, your yearly goals. But to be an actor is a lifestyle. It's not a goal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's the overnight thing. I mean, that just, it that, just doesn't, doesn't, that yeah. doesn't happen. And I just figured if I'm here long enough, somebody's got to give me a job. Right? Uh, I mean, that's the same thing that, that I have. If you're waking up every day, you're putting one foot in front of the other, you're actively pushing the envelope that, you know, we're hard work and smartness. Like, it, it's going to manifest itself. It's got to it's, manifest it's itself into to, something, yeah. uh, you know, positive. You know, and at the end of the day, if you've done everything that you can do and you love what you do, you have a good life. You know, the the cherry on top is the money and the quote unquote, whatever you define as success. Um, So, you know, I might do a big movie next year. I might not. But I'm having a hell of a time on the way. Yeah, you got to enjoy the ride. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's I mean, my my brother, he's he's much more creative than I am. I mean, I think I'm creative, but he's pursuing he was trying to be a director an actor mm, and yeah. he's 27 and he's had some spurts of success he's got a very tough comp in his brother yeah, that, yeah. You know, <laughs> which is which is hard for him but 
he's got your mentality. It's like this isn't a one year, two year thing. My parents asked that question. It's like, of oh, how, they much, did. how much longer is, you know? Yeah. Oh, my, my parents did. Well, my parents almost did. The only reason my parents were, I think, a little bit out. My dad still asked me, boy, when are you going to get your college education? I never <laughs> did get a chance to go to college. I took classes, but I was too busy. And sure. so uh, my dad to this day, when are you going to get your college education, boy? When are you going to get a real job, boy? Uh, so. You know, they're definitely very standard-minded like that. Yeah. Uh, but they were aware, because I was this way as a child in kindergartens when I did my first play. I was like, I love this. I love this shit. I'm in. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And come on, Mom, Dad, you better keep up. You know what I mean? So they they recognized that this is not something, this had nothing else to do, but this had nothing to do with anything except it was what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, whether it kills me, you know, it, this is who I am. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. And I yeah. love that because a lot of times you hear on this podcast, people say, oh, this, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe they don't know who they are, but like they they try to please others and they try to right. take these sexy jobs. Right. But I, I did the same thing. I, I was the entrepreneurial kid growing up. I was, you know, door to door, lemonade stand, all the, all that stuff. And then I went to college and I got caught up in this like investment banking yeah. thing. Oh, I need yeah. to go work for JP Morgan. And I went yeah. and did that. And it's like, this is not right for me. I don't know what is right for me, uh, but, but this is not right for me. And so that balance of pleasing others versus pleasing yourself, mm-hmm. I love how you're talking about just, just going forward with what you want. You have to. Um, you, you have to. And it, you know, to your point, you know, there's a lot of naysayers along the way that, that don't, uh, don't get it or, or want to tell you this is what you should do. Um, but again, I got one time on this planet, I'm going to do what I want to do. <laughs> and hopefully what, what one wants to do is serve. And I think that's what drives me is I, I want to serve. In my art, I want to deliver art that changes people's lives. You know, as a businessman, I want to um, take care of my family. I want to create wealth for my, for my family. Um, and I want to do a social good. You know, um, I call myself a social entrepreneur. And it's one of the reasons that um, I was, you know, so attracted to working with Ryan Long and the City Summit, uh, which has been a major focus uh, of my time over the past year and will be a major focus for me in the future. Sure. So this is this, like, idea of doing well by doing good. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, being socially conscious. You know, look, I'm a capitalist. But at the end of the day, there's this notion that uh, that capital, uh, capitalism can't be um, responsible. You know, I believe in social capitalism. And uh, I believe that that extra time that you take to line up how this will actually bring about a better society does better business and actually brings about a better world. So that's where I spend my time thinking about everything I do in business. It's great. And it's also great to hear like how your worlds are all coming together. You know, yeah. a lot of times people have like, oh, I've got this passion and oh, I've got that passion. Mm-hmm. You've found a way to like bring it all under the same umbrella. Yeah, and uh, that's really only been the last few years, to be honest with you. Because what happens is, we kind of talked about earlier, is like your, 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 your focuses are sort of split. So if you can find a way to really cluster those things into one effort, right, that have multiple pillars but it's one house and that's what i've been able to um um build over the last 
few years that I'm very proud of. Yeah, you're proud. I mean, you got to be grateful for that. I mean, that's, very that's so cool. I mean, there's only so many hours in the day. We can only send so many emails and have so many conversations. If you can achieve more than one purpose on each single activity, then, like, that's that's where the scale starts to come from. And that's, that's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, that's what we hope to do, you know, with everything we do, myself and my partners. Um, you know, we want to scale this bad boy. And we want to make a significant contribution to the world before we leave it. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing that's more important than that, right? That's right. Okay, so there's something about uh, the Carolina football team. <laughs> You've read about that. Yeah. I can't talk too much about that. but um, Well, give us a taste. And then yeah, we'll, then well, we'll as, as everyone knows, the uh, Carolina Panthers are uh, up for sale. And um, myself and some partners are, are, are taking a look at it. That's great. <laughs> I mean, Dale, an, an, another trick in your hat, right? Like it's another yeah. something that you can be involved in. Yeah. When does it stop? Well, the thing about that in particular is that there, there's an opportunity to um, um, my partner, Arthur Wiley, uh, in North Carolina. He's from North Carolina. There's an opportunity to uh, support the community. So, again, there's a social component yeah, the, the, to, the to my piece. There's a social component to my to my interest, and there's a money making component to your interest. Absolutely, there has to be. Absolutely, With one without the other, it's just like it's just a requirement. Again, that's for the a myth that they that like, they that's a myth that they they're not related. They're no, absolutely no. related, yeah. and one without the other is ineffective on both sides. Right. Yeah, absolutely. When you see something that maybe is too good to be true, it usually is. Yeah, right. Too good to be true. You have to always be questioning someone's morals and organization's morals mm-hmm. and rights and, and, and all that. Like, it's always good to be questioning. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. Um, what's next on the, on the acting front? Ah, the acting front. I just finished filming something with Adaptive Studios, a series with Adaptive Studios, and they produced uh, Project Greenlight. Uh, the guy that runs Adaptive uh, used to run uh, Matt Damon and and uh, Ben Affleck's company. And uh, they've got an extraordinary platform and extraordinary producers. And I just wrapped filming uh, something very, very, very cool. Uh, actually, one of the cooler things I've ever done. Really? Uh, I, I, I did several things in this series that I've never done as an actor in 25 years. So it's really cool. And I talked to the publicist about what I'm allowed to say, and she said, that's about all right now. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I can say Adaptive Studios, and uh, look out for that. There's going to be more coming Well, soon. this is just like a new business venture, like sinking your teeth into some new acting, something you haven't done before. It's yeah. exciting, and it's yeah. new, and it's fresh. Like, yeah. you get to use skills and expertise that you haven't got to use before. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, are there are there are there other is there other stuff? I mean, like I don't really know that much about acting, but I know like oh, someone an actor says oh, I want to be a superhero or oh, I want to be an action or oh, yeah. I want to be a com I'm a comedy guy, I want to be doing action stuff. Like, what is it for you? Like, how do you think about it? It's funny, I, all of those things. I mean, yeah, I mean, you want I'm a human being and yeah. I, I fantasize about little things, and I've checked a couple boxes over the years, uh, things that you don't even sometimes you don't really think about, but other things you thought about as a kid, like I wanted to be in a I'm a huge Marvel fan. Right. Mm-hmm. So I read I'm an X-Men fan in particular, but I read all the, the Marvel comics. And, you know, one day I said, you know, I'd love to be in a Marvel movie. And I got a chance to play a role in Thor. So, you know, check, you know, yeah. uh, I always wanted to play, uh, you know, a high powered attorney. And then I got cast in uh, the people V.O.J. Simpson. So I got to check that. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think 
I've always really gravitated more towards, you know, really what I'm really interested in playing are characters that are a bit more um, flawed and, you know, fucked up. You know, I really want to explore the, the darker side of, of, of humanity with my acting when I get a chance, you know. So, like, I'd love to play, you know, the well-crafted bad guy, you know, in some you know, movie directed by Spielberg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that would just be really cool. And would, I, you know, I think be the, the biggest challenge for me because it would be completely outside of, I think, my nature. And so as an artist, you want to challenge yourself and do things completely opposite of who you are. So, you know, something dark and crazy like that would be fun. Yeah, I, I, that sounds so cool. So, Dale, two more questions. Walk us through how it how it works. So someone says... Dale, I've got a cool project for you. They come to your agent. Your agent brings you a script. You read the script. You're like, oh, this is interesting. I could do this. I'm going to need $6 million to do this. <laughs> right. And 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 it shoots in New Zealand. How does, how does the whole process work? That's basically how it goes. Uh, you know, the, the casting director, one of two ways happens. Sometimes I still have to audition. Other times, you know, the casting director or the producers call my agent or manager and make me an offer. And that's exactly what it is. It's, you know, it's a... You know, it's a piece of paper with how much you get paid, when you're shooting, where you're shooting. Here's the script. Tell us if you want it. Get back to us in three, four days, you know, and let's negotiate. And, uh, you know, basically that's what happens. You right. know? It's pretty It's pretty easy for the talent. Like everything else gets handled. You show up. That's right. You do your stuff. I just show up and, and do bounce. my thing. Which is interesting because, again, because I've sort of got this dual mind, I've got a manager and an agent and a business manager that handles that for me so that when I'm, as an actor, I can just focus on the art. But I've also had a management company. I'm a brand manager for other people. Um, I run my businesses and and run those publicity departments and and do deals for other individuals and companies, you know, under my purview. So it's it's interesting that... um, I'm thankful that I've got other people to handle my business as an artist so that I can handle the business of others. Yep. And that's cool. You get to develop a new piece of your brain. Like That's, that's right. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so I'll get you out of here on this. Let's leave it with advice. You know, you've accomplished a lot. Is there, I mean, you told us what uh, what your father said to you early in your, in your life, but is there anything else that's, you know, kind of propelled you as, as you've gone throughout your journey? Oh, wow. You know, I will... I will um more than advice because you know I I I'd like to talk a little bit about you know what I'm interested in and hopefully um some of those things will rub off. Yeah. You okay. know some of you know right now I'm working with um Ryan Long, the founder of the City Summit and Gala. You know, we do this weekend on the uh, the weekend of the Oscars, uh, a two day business acceleration experience, bringing together some of the world's leaders in business and entrepreneurship. And we bring them out and they talk about the power of service. They talk about um, the the necessity of social capitalism. And we've had, for instance, this past Oscars week, we had Jeff Hoffman, founder of Priceline.com and UBids. 
Noel Lee, CEO of Monster Inc. Headphones. Ashton Kutcher, one of the leading tech investors out there. You know, um, these guys came out, and they all there was a through line and something that I've absorbed that I want to, you know, make sure that your your listeners appreciate is that, you know, there is no success without compassion and empathy. All of those leaders at the end of the day, they would always talk about, yeah, we did this. We made this kind of money. We did this. But I can't take that with me. You know, what are you doing to make an impact in the world? What is your footprint uh, above and beyond the cash you've raised? And so um, I can't say that I have advice, but I hope that, uh, you know, people pay attention to that language out there. Pay attention to what what. Even the Zuckerbergs are talking about. Pay attention to what even the large banking institutions are doing in their nonprofit work. Um, you know, that's what's important is how you bridge capital with real, meaningful impact on the planet. And there's that. Yeah, Dale, I love it. <laughs> it's a great way to end it. Uh, if people want to follow you, is there social media? Like your the best way to find me is iamdalegodboldo.com. Okay, cool. If they can figure out how to spell that that last <laughs> Yeah, if you can figure out how to spell that. <laughs> Otherwise, check out citysummit.co. Cool. Great information there. Okay, well, Dale, this was fun. Thanks for doing it. Thanks for having me, man. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening today. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed making it. Help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes. I really appreciate it. 